You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. This is Justin, and today I bring you a expanded review from Marvel United. We did a review on it a while ago, but now that all the expansion and additional content has come out for the game, wanted to revisit it and see what the game grew into when you start adding more and more heroes and more and more villains and see if that replayability or complexity may have been dialed up some. So, let's get to it. First impressions, there is a ton of minis. This is a max four-player game. There is a ton of heroes. There are a ton of villains. And you can just play this and play this and play this and play this with all these infinite combinations, pretty much. And there's a lot. All the boxes come into very similar boxes. The core box, with the exception of probably the stretch gold box that they put out for backers, because it has 33 heroes and 11 villains smashed into it, and two more if you were part of the Kickstarter. It's just a bigger, fatter box. And it gives this nice, consistent thought. You have bookends. If you actually have them upright on a bookshelf, you can actually have them labels reading the right way. If you lay them flat, they can have another edge that lays horizontally. And that's all great. The minis and the sculpts are just fun to look at. They're engaging. They are begging for some paint. But this is a lot of minis to paint, so boy, that's going to take me some time if I ever pull the brush out on these. Now, there are six expansions, if you got everything, plus the stretch goals. Most of them will add a couple new heroes and one new villain. There is two exceptions to that, and that's the Infinity Gauntlet and the Return of the Sinister Six. Those are villain-only expansions, and they actually have major gameplay changes, too. I will talk about that in a little bit. Now, the only other first impression I want to call out is, while you can have your cards sleeved, and the trays in most of the boxes have room for cards that get a little of those uh, microns of sleeves on them. The one that doesn't have that, and it's just because it's packed full of things, is a stretch goal. The cards themselves from all the characters and villains that are in there barely fit in the tray that they put in there to begin with. So if you want to sleeve them, you're going to be shoving those cards into some of the other boxes. Plus, there's no universal box scenario here, which could have been that ultimate stretch goal box, in my opinion. Anyway, let's start talking about some of the breakdowns of the expansions and kind of what the goods and like bads of them are. I'm going to first talk Tales of Asgard, which added Loki. You also got the heroes Thor, Valkyrie, and Korg. And it's a nice little expansion if you're looking for a little bit more heroes, a little more villains. It did add a new challenge, so you can actually have a secret identity game with this expansion where you may be loyal, you may be a traitor to the group. And if you are found out as a traitor, you then start taking over as the mastermind villain. And it only works for three to four players. It's a mode I'm not a big fan of. I don't feel the game really needed a hidden traitor mechanic. But for those who actually wanted a secret competitive edge to this cooperative game, it's there for you. So overall, four heroes, one villain, not a bad expansion. Plus, all of the content is compatible with other copies of expansions or the core game. So you can mix and match very freely with that one. Like it for that. Next one was Rise of the Black Panther. Now, this is the one that I found a little bit weird. You get Black Panther, Winter Soldier, and Shuri in it, 
and Killmonger is the villain. And that's the big thing, is you only get three heroes. I'm kind of surprised we didn't have a fourth hero in here. Ankele was part of the stretch goals, and she would have made a great fit in this box if we wanted to throw her in here, just to make it four and one. So, interesting choice of why Black Panther didn't have a fourth hero. But what it did have is location connection. So each player would be connected to a particular location, and their KO status would be tied to that. So mixed up gameplay a little bit. Not in a terrible way, but just something that gets you away from the tried and true. Again, everything in it you can mix and match, and that's one of the great things about it. Guardians of the Galaxy Remix. This one was four heroes, one villain, so you got Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket, Gamora, and Ronin as the villain. It didn't add much in the gameplay category, and some of the heroes are not bad. Ronin changed up some of the lose conditions, so multiple knockouts was a bigger factor for him, but ultimately not a big deal. Overall, not necessarily the craziest box expansion, but if you like the characters, I would recommend it for that. Now, one of the ones I enjoyed a lot was Into the Spider-Verse. The fact that you had Spider-Man, you had Miles Morales, you had Ghost Spider, you had Spider-Ham, so four heroes there. No Spider-Noir, which made me a little sad. And you face off against the Green Goblin. Likewise, this can be mixed and matched with all the others, so if you want to fight Green Goblin versus the Avengers, absolutely possible to do. Goblin I really enjoyed because he flipped the script on his threat card mechanic, so I really enjoyed it for that. This also had a secret identity challenge card put into the mix, which I thought was interesting. But another great little simple expansion for Heroes 1 Villain. Now, the last two expansions are a little bit different. I believe they were the Kickstarter exclusive ones, so if you were not a backer, you may have to find a third hand from a store that backed it, has it, or find it used. If you do, I would recommend them because they are really fun and they are a way to change up the gameplay. The first was Return of the Sinister Six. So this included Doc Ock, Electro, Craven the Hunter, Vulture, Mysterio, and Sandman. No heroes in this. However, it comes with a Sinister Six game mode, which replaces your traditional method and you face essentially all six of them at once. One thing I didn't know about at the beginning was that all six of them have their own regular events. So if you just want to fight Doc Ock in a regular game of Marvel United, you can. But if you want to do the special all of them at once mode, that's what this expansion did a really, really cool job with. Last but not least, the Infinity Gauntlet. Now this one is also no heroes. You have Proxima Midnight, Ebony Maw, Black Dwarf, and Thanos. And the one thing I want to say about this one is it adds that miniature campaign expansion and put in kind of an epic game mode, as they call it. So you face four games back to back, one against each of the Black Order that's in the box, and they're trying to collect Infinity Stones for Thanos. And then you face a final challenge against Thanos, and depending on what you do in the first three games, it sets the difficulty for your Thanos fight because you can set yourself up with some bonuses and combos if you can prevent the infinity stones from being captured you can weaken thanos in the end now playing four games back to back is a little tedious but it is definitely well worth it and takes that lightweight game that we have with marvel united core expansion and brings it to a new level if you want something a little bit deeper and a little bit stronger last thing i want to touch on is the stretch goal box for backers or people who pick up a kickstarter version there is a ton of heroes you got 33 heroes with two more that didn't come in the box but came separately and 11 more villains to face this brings the game to 51 heroes 28 different villains it's a four-player game that's a lot of possibility and that's what the expansions really do is they don't really shake up the core gameplay experience too much 
but they add maybe a challenge card here, a special mode here, a little tweak to the gameplay, and mostly it's more of the same stuff that you may already love from Marvel United. I would personally recommend Enter the Spider-Verse as the regular expansions, or then possibly Sinister Six if you have the Kickstarter versions first. But realistically, what I would say, grab the characters and heroes that are in the expansions that you care about, that you love, and that you have an attachment to. I'm a big Winter Soldier fan, so Asgard called to me because that's where Winter Soldier was. Likewise, if you like Miles Morales, get to enter the Spider-Verse. If you're a big Guardians fan, get the Guardian box, etc. My final thoughts on the Marvel United expansion content is there is a ton, which is both a blessing and a curse. Blessing because you have infinite possibilities. I could play this game for years on end and never really get the same combination of heroes. It's going to be great because everybody gets to play their favorite hero. Unless you have the same hero as your favorite of both people like Spider-Man, you're a little SOL. However, there's like three versions of Spider-Man, so you can at least get away with it a little bit there. The downsides would be kind of the same thing. There's a lot of content here and a lot of it you may never see. One thing I will say is most of the heroes are unique in some fashion. They'll have a couple special cards in each of the decks and some basic generic ones. They all kind of tweak a little bit. There are hero combinations that are really, really powerful, especially if you get ones that are granting tokens and then another hero at the table that's manipulating those tokens or using them as times two tokens. The problem is when it falls flat and you have a hero that really wants to manipulate the tokens that exist, but they're also this only hero that's doing anything with the tokens, so no one else is feeding them to them. It can get a little bit challenging. Locations that you get in the game throughout all these expansions too can do some of that, so there is a little support there, but it's not necessarily a guaranteed thing, especially if you're going fully randomized or picking your favorites. That can set the difficulty a little swingy, not the end of the world. There is something else I noticed with the heroes that I want to call out is not all heroes are created equally. Some of them got a lot more nuance to their rules and their stuff. And then others just felt a little bit flatter and a little bit more generic. Like, okay, this is this character's special power. Just put three of those cards in their deck and call it a day. Where others have like four or five all unique special cards in their decks. And that's just a thing in the development. I wish they put the care to all of them equally because there are fans of all these characters and they should all get that equal love in their gameplay. Last but not least, there are so many characters in this game. I love it. I've been playing for years. And now with the X-Men United coming next from Simon, which should be fully integratable with this, it's going to be an insane amount of characters, an insane amount of options. And I'm just going to have to dedicate days to keep playing all these variances so I can experience what it means to have the Defenders go against Thanos versus having the Avengers do it. And I think that's one of the fun things in... I'll leave you with that thought. You can create these scenarios with this game. You want the Guardians of the Galaxy to beat up the Kingpin or C-level villains in like the Sinister Six or Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. You can create these stories for yourself and it's all there waiting for you. The one thing I will also add is it's not necessarily a pushover game. It can get very luck dependent. It can get very swingy. But I always feel even if you feel like you're against the ropes for the whole game, there is a glimmer of hope, and it's one of the things that does keep me coming back to the table on this one. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some enlightenment from our knowledge of all these different expansions, and maybe find the one that works for you if you want to pick up the game and add some more content to your core box. If you have not listened to our core box material, we do have a whole episode based on just the core game experience alone, where we talk about the mechanics, we talk about what we liked and didn't like on it, Give that a listen, if you will. 
As always, thank you for listening. This has been Justin from Tabletop Arcanum. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find us on YouTube. Until next time, and happy gaming. to Tabletop Arcanum, produced by Justin Taylor. This episode is hosted by Justin Taylor. Mixing and editing by Richard Geese. Original theme by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. Check the description for this episode's featured background music. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Be sure to like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a review if you would. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.